This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, you guys ready to get in the word here? Awesome. So Luke chapter two, and I'll start in verse seven. Verse eight will be up here, and it says this. It says, um, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Verse eight, uh, now there were in the same country shepherds. I'm gonna read this whole portion. I'm gonna read all the way to verse 20, all right? Uh, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Uh, Verse 10, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Everybody say great joy. Good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people or for all people. Verse 11, for there is born to you, for there is born to you or for you or Jesus came for us. It wasn't for him, it was for us. It wasn't for the angels, it was for humanity. Um, So for for there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior. Look at your neighbor and say, I need a savior. Uh, A savior who is Christ the Lord and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God, saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Verse 15, so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Verse 16, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Two more verses. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Uh, Somebody say, preach, preacher. All right, so here's a question here. What does um, Jesus' birth mean to us? Um, It's a historical event. It's awesome. It's kind of, you see all the nativity scenes around, but I just want to share with you a few things of what the birth of Jesus means for us. And right there, we we already read this, but for, for there is born to you. For, you know, God came for you. He came because he loved you. He came, uh, a savior is born to you. It was for you. God loves you. My first point here is we, what does it say to us? That we are loved. Uh, the, the, the birth of Jesus is all about telling you as an individual and us as humanity that you are loved. You might not have been loved exactly right by everybody in your life, through your life, but I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you. God came, and, he, and we need to know, we need to wrap ourselves in that. We need to identify with that as individuals that we are loved. And when you're loved, you're going to love other people. Amen? Uh, other people are going to experience that. When you love people, when you reach out to people, when you experience God's love, you now are enabled to give that to other people. Has there ever been, ever been anybody in your life, they are hard to love? 
Mm, How about those people you do love, but it's still hard to love them? So I love you like that's my state, but right now it's hard to love you. Come on, somebody. I love everybody, but it ain't easy. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, it ain't easy. Right? But, 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 but Jesus loves you. He came. This, this shows that it's all about love. Like that, that God, uh, a holy God in heaven, would send his son to be born. It, was because, it says that God loves humanity. Christmas is all about love, that God loves us. And I want to read a letter here we received in our office this week about some, somebody that doesn't even go to our church. They've attended our church a while back in Orange County, and they experienced some things when they came to our church. And I, we literally just got this in the mail like a few days ago. I just want to read it. And this was to our pastor, Pastor Jay. And he said, Dear Pastor Jay, uh, my name is, I'm not going to say who their name is, and they're not in this room or anything, but uh, I was baptized uh, by you five years ago. This person was baptized five years ago when I was heading to Riverside to be sentenced for a federal crime. Um, I had driven from San Luis Obispo, looked in the yellow pages for a church. The sanctuary glowed on the page, and I felt it was a sign that it was the right place for me, and, and I believed that the pastor would be the real deal. It was. I, I was welcomed into the church by the gracious team and never felt judgment from leaders, staff, or church members. After that, I served a four-year prison sentence and am currently on probation. I recently drove down to see my family and made certain to attend services at the sanctuary. Again, I was warmly and enthusiastically welcomed and loved, and I knew that I would not be judged, just accepted as a fellow sinner seeking to continue my walk with Christ. I am so happy for your growth, especially your dedication to serving those most in need of God in Boyle Heights. Somebody say hallelujah. And so this person obviously follows us, but they, I believe they live somewhere more up in the Santa Barbara area. I spent time in a halfway house near Boyle Heights, near, near our church, and, and would hope that, that you reach out to those living there. Um, as they transition back into society. It is a bleak transition period, and most have no spiritual direction, just honed survival skills. Um, I've faced a lot of judgment and character assassinations from Christians. Um, I know um, I would not face it so greatly in your church family. Um, And then this person said, please accept this. They they gave a significant amount to our carpet and chairs. Never been here. I'm not going to tell you the amount. That's not necessarily, but it was a significant, based on what we had received and raised for our facility, please accept this donation. And thanks for God placing you in my path. I know that many lost and wandering souls will be reached through the efforts of you and your spiritual team. May God continue to guide your works. Somebody say we, yeah, amen. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? 
that, that uh, what just uh, the fact that only God could orchestrate that this person came five years ago, got baptized in Orange County, finds out about our, that we're, we were, you know, raising funds to get carpet and chairs and stuff, and that they actually were in a halfway house, like transition home down the street from our church, find out we're there, and it's like, man, I got to give to that, and it was, in, it was because they were loved. I said this in the first service. They didn't mention about the preaching, you know, a great word or anything. Hopefully, it was good, you know what I'm saying? But they mentioned their experience in the lobby, uh, people that they were compelled to give into our church, never set foot in this particular campus. They experienced something there, and they were like, here, here is a gift. Um, you know, um, they, they experienced something, and it was like they want other people to experience that. Somebody say, we are loved. All right, that's what, the, that's what Christmas, the birth of Jesus, is all about. It says, it screams out loud, you are loved. You are worth it. You're worth dying for. You're, you're, worth, you're worth God's 100%. He gave it all. You're worth it. <laughs> you are worth God's best. Some people might not have given you their all, and you maybe expected their all. Maybe you expected somebody to give a little more. They didn't quite come through for you. I'm here to tell you. It might have been a pastor. It might have been a person. It might be you know, whatever it is, but I'm here to tell you that God gave it all because you're worth it. Amen? All right. Somebody say, we are loved. All right, here's the next one I just want to share with you here, is, is that what does this do for us, the birth of Jesus? Christmas? It, it says that we have hope, that a Savior came. This day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus came because humanity needs a Savior. You know, um, I have an amazing, smoking hot wife, but I need a Savior still. She, you know, uh, you can, yeah, amen. You know, uh, you, uh, good education, you can have a great education, but you still need a savior. You can, you can be super smart. You can, you, can, you can just know how to get out there and kill it and make a lot of money, but you still need a savior. You could, you could have all kinds of degrees and this and that and, and, and be kind of find your place in this world, but I'm here to tell you, you still need a savior. You know, my wife has a stud of a husband, but she still needs a savior. She's got all this, and this is a lot, but she still needs a savior. And so when, when Jesus comes as a savior, he says, I'm here to save you. Like, that's why we say, I'm saved, because he saved me. He, uh, we have hope. That's what it says. Um, just recently, uh, a few days ago, actually at our Christmas party, Michael, one of our leaders here, one of our deacons, he mentioned to me, um, he works up towards where all the fires were. Um, a lot, I know they were everywhere, but he works in that direction. So he was at work, he works at like Harbor Freight, he comes outside his, his um, workplace and he was helping kind of with uh, barricading stuff so that people don't drive up to the fires. He literally became a public service person, like just stepped out and he started to help. And, and his business is right by an overpass. And, um, and he's noticed somebody at the, on, on the overpass, like the bridge, tying a rope around uh, the overpass, and he was tying a rope because he's about to hang himself. 
And so, uh, so Michael uh, went over there and he could see what was happening and, and he went over there and just um, spoke to the man and he, he told him, look, man, he, um, God's not through with you yet. And somebody said, we have hope. Um, uh, Michael has received hope. He sees somebody that's about to jump off a bridge for real. And he tells him, look, you, you know, there's hope for you. Prayed for him, spoke into his life, gave him hope, gave him Jesus. And, and I don't know, maybe a week or two later, he comes back into his work and thanks him and tells him, hey, I'm going to church now. Isn't that awesome? And so, so we are loved. We have hope. This is what... The, the birth of Jesus communicates to us. It is what it says that there is always hope. I am always loved. You might not feel loved all the time, but I'm here to tell you, you are. You are. It doesn't matter. Your ups, your downs, your ins, your outs, mountaintop, valley doesn't change. Your value doesn't change based on your circumstance. You are valuable and worth dying for, and you are loved. That brother right here that was about to hang himself got hope from somebody that, you know, we are Christ to other people. Christmas just isn't about the historical events, about who we could be for people. Amen? Hallelujah. Somebody say, we are loved. loved. Say, we have hope. hope. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. Uh, We have joy. We have joy. The joy of the Lord, like as a a believer, the joy of the Lord is something that should just be part of our life. It is not dependent on anything or circumstance. The joy of the Lord is the result of Jesus, period. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Joy is a spiritual force. It is a spiritual force. It is not the result of a of a situation. Happiness is based on a happening. Something happened, so I'm happy. Joy is something that it is my condition as a believer. I I have the joy of the Lord because of Jesus, not because I got a new job or otherwise. I have joy because of Jesus, because sometimes even the blessings can get on your nerves. Because you're like, oh, praise the Lord, got a new job, hallelujah. And, you, and, you, and you're like, dang, this job is hard. This is difficult. You know, hallelujah, praise the Lord, I got a wife. Marriage is work. Mm-hmm. Come on, married people. Hey. Come on, let's just sway together. Yeah, Jesus. Help him, Jesus. Come on, wife, say, help him, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, man of God, look at your wife, say, help her, Jesus. Because <laughs> marriage is no joke. It's a blessing, but it's not always going to be joyful. The, 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 thing, the, 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 the thing isn't always, I'm joyful because of Jesus. <laughs> and it does bring joy, and there are moments of joy, and, and there's, you know, but there's moments of, of work, and, and it's part of life. It's a beautiful thing, single people. Don't get discouraged. But I'm saying that joy comes from Jesus and him alone. Joy to the world. Amen? Come on, somebody. 
I know even, even financial blessings, it's great, but then, you know, more money, more problems. Come on, somebody. I mean, it's just life. It's never going to quite do the thing. And as much as you get, now, that's awesome. It's nothing wrong with being a successful person, working hard and, and doing your thing and going out and killing it for, for, for the Lord and living out your purpose and the blessing of God on what you put your hand on. It's all Bible. But I'm telling you, that is not going to do it for you. Come on, somebody. It's part of life. I'm telling you, Jesus is the source of joy. Amen? Somebody say, I have joy. All right? Somebody say, I got joy, joy, joy down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. Come on. I'm so... Oh, no. What? Come on. We have joy because of Jesus, not because I get the present I want tomorrow morning. Or if you're Hispanic, you're going to open up at 12 midnight tonight. Come on, Hispanics. You're celebrating early, right? You're like, I'm not sleeping. I'm, right? Come on. I know. I know I'm white, but I know a little something, right? Right? Maybe we should do that, babe. Want to do it? No. My wife's like, nope, not the tradition in my house. But that's, not, that's cool. It has this element of, oh, wow, thank you for thinking of me. But I'm telling you, joy is coming from Jesus, period. Come on, what, what does that tell us? That we, doesn't matter what we have, don't have, where we are, where we're going, process, on, on the journey, on the mountain, climbing the mountain, falling, rolling down the mountain, whatever it is, and where we are in life, in the valley, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, experience a blessing, and, and, and expecting one to come, wherever you find yourself, Jesus is joy, period. So no matter where you are, he's still there, and you can have joy no matter where you are. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, we are loved. And we have hope, and we have joy, right? Jesus ought to bring us joy. Jesus, just Jesus, man. We ought to be happy coming to church. I'm going to see Jesus. Not like, oh, Lord, going to go see Jesus today again. <laughs> Two services? Good, Lord. I'm going to the 11, see Jesus at 11. I ain't trying to see Jesus at 9. <laughs> I mean, I love him and all, but I ain't trying to see him at 9, okay? Right? No, we should have joy. Like, for instance, my wife and I, we went on... Um, we went to a, um, a staff Christmas party, our OC, our OC campus and, and all that. We went to a staff Christmas party. We told Gia, we're like, hey, we're going to we're gonna go to a um, Christmas party. And she's like, oh, like a birthday? Because her old association with parties is birthday. And we said, yeah, um, kind of like Jesus' birthday. And she's like, you're going to see Jesus? Like smiling. We were in the bedroom. She's like, you're going to see Jesus? Like almost she was offended that she wasn't invited. But she was happy that we were going to see him. In sincerity of her heart, you're going to see Jesus? I think we need to have that kind of joy, um, expecting to see God move in our life and see him do things. Oh, I'm going to go see Jesus, <laughs> right? I'm going to see Jesus. We get home from the party. She's like, what was he wearing? She honestly asked. She was like, what was Jesus? She wanted to know. She was thinking about it the whole time with the babysitter. Like, I wonder what he's going to wear tonight. And we didn't answer her because I didn't know what to say. I'm like, I missed it. I didn't quite catch what he was wearing, Gia. Uh, but, but the innocence of a child is they don't know any better. But I'll tell you what, a child associates Jesus with joy without thinking about it. You're going to see Jesus? Look at your neighbor and ask them, you're going to see Jesus? With a smile. Say it with a smile. So we are loved. 
We have hope. We have joy that I bring you, the angel said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, that there is joy in the Lord. The jo- people say the joy of the Lord as Christians, that, that this is something that the birth of Jesus represents. It, it, but, you know, it, it was at the onset, it was what, it was one of the few things, the few things the angels said about our Savior before they saw him, joy. Joy was at the top of the list. It wasn't, oh, you're going to learn how to endure. The Savior's here. You know, you're going to learn how to fight warrior. You're going to be a warrior. No, he said, good tidings of great joy. Wasn't overcomplicated. Wasn't super spiritual. It was like, Savior's coming. The Savior's coming. There's joy. Good tidings of great joy. Parents, we need to associate when we talk about Jesus with our kids that there is joy. Sometimes when I, when, I'm, um, when I get all excited, he, Jesus Gia will say, Does, is God giving you energy? I'll say, yes, God is giving me energy, Holy Spirit, energy, <laughs> right? With, I want her to associate God and the kingdom of God and serving God and who Jesus is with joy because that is why he came to give us joy. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Here's the last one. Here's my last point. Is that we have purpose. Is that we have purpose. Once again, I'm going to go into that one a little bit, but we're loved. I know this is simple today. It's a Christmas message, but, but we are loved. We have hope. We have joy. And as a result of Jesus coming, we have purpose. That there is purpose that God gives us. Purpose comes from God. It comes from our Savior. It comes for the, from the designer. It comes from the purpose giver. That God has given you a purpose. And your purpose isn't just to survive. Your purpose just isn't to make it. Everything God does, he does more. He gives you more because it's not about you surviving. It's about you being blessed so you can be a blessing. The purpose of God is that if, as a father in my house, if I'm the only one that ate, oh, we're good here because I'm full. You know, that would be, what? <laughs> but we would want, we want, as a father, there's got to be, I got to provide more than enough. I, I bring more than enough to the table, not just for me. And so we as Christians, is our purpose is not so much for us as it is for other people. And that when the shepherds saw, now when they had seen him, when they saw Jesus, they made widely known the saying which was told them by him. So these shepherds are out in the field doing their thing. They're out working in the field. They, the angel comes to them. They go and see the Savior. All they did was see a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. That our God is so powerful that God didn't need um, some diplomat, didn't need a politician, didn't need a super preacher. All he needed was a group of shepherds that were just like you and me, get them in the presence of a Savior, and they would go and make it widely known, everything they saw and heard. That, that purpose came in the presence 
of the Savior, that there is something that God will do inside of you in his presence. God will use a baby wrapped. It's a sign, the Bible says. It was a sign. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And when they saw him, they made widely known the saying which was told them about him. They made widely known. They shouted it from the rooftop. They, they experienced God in a, in a manger. A, a place where animals were fed. They, that this, this unseemingly divine environment is where the gospel started. It was in a church on 1516 East 1st Street with some, with some, with some wood floors and um, 100 turkeys in the back. <laughs> And some hard chairs, and we're gonna we're getting some new carpet chairs, and all that, but 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 unseemingly divine space is where revelation and 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 purpose was ignited inside these shepherds. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them about him. Everybody say this with me. Say, we are loved. We have hope, and we have purpose. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week, and stay awesome and be blessed.